The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there. They're going to wave him in. I don't believe it. My, oh, my. And look who's coming up. You have got to be kidding me. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Okay, play ball. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Payoff Pitch, the Action Network's baseball betting podcast. It is May 17th, and we are talking about today's slate. Going to break down a whopping 18-game slate on Tuesday. Double headers from the White Sox Royals, Diamondbacks Dodgers, Mets Cardinals, 18 games total. We're going to get to as many of them as we possibly can with all of our best bets and more. I'm Colin Whitchurch, Senior Editor at Action Network, joined back from vacation. We're back together once again with Sean Zarillo, Senior Writer at the Action Network. Without further ado, I want to get right into this slate because we have so much to cover. Our matchup of the day. We have the Houston Astros, Jose Urquidy against the Boston Red Sox and Nate Eovaldi. It's a 7-10 p.m. first pitch on TBS. The Astros slight underdogs here, plus 105 against the struggling Red Sox who got a win on Monday night. They're minus 120, total 8.5. This is our matchup of the day because, Sean, there's 18 games today, but not a lot of super intriguing pitching matchups. So the Red Sox, despite all their struggles, are you surprised to see them favorites today or how do you see this matchup playing out? Not surprised to see them favorites today. Bet them each of the past two nights overnight and the line has moved dramatically their direction both days. 14 and 21 on the year playing at about a 65 win pace. They were projected around mid 80s in the preseason. Should play that way the rest of the way. Don't see any reason why they wouldn't, but even still projected around 81 and 81 right now in terms of a prorated win total. So certainly need to pick up the slack, but the market is still treating them like that 85 win team. Didn't expect to see that minus 105 first five out there. It's all the way up to minus 130, I believe. So no value in that at this point. Do like the overs here though. Jose Arquiti's strikeout rate is way down. Velocity's up, but strikeout rate way, way down. Definitely like this as an over game over eight and a half. I'd bet that up to nine, even money. First five out over four and a half is something I'll probably bet. I haven't bet it yet. 
Wind blowing out aggressively to right field last night. We saw the game go over last night after a bit of a rain delay. But like the overs in this matchup still, not sure how you see it. Yeah, Arkady's been interesting this season. He's never been much of a strikeout guy, but his peripheral numbers say that he's not even as good as his 4-4 ERA at this point. I'm I'm a huge Evaldi backer, especially if the Red Sox keep tanking as they have been. I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case, but he's a pitcher I like to back. I like to back the Red Sox when he's on the mound. Him and Garrett Whitlock, like we saw last night, obviously the Red Sox needed a comeback and a, a rain delay to get that done. But I like the Red Sox here as well. Minus 120 for the full game. I, I, I get nervous about that bullpen. So like, like you said, the, the the number on the first five and on the full game juiced up a little bit. So the over is probably the play for me here as well. Eight and a half. I think that the Red Sox offense is starting to click a little bit. We saw it last night. Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Trevor Story went deep last night. I like them to roll against Arkady, who I don't trust at all right now. I might even recommend targeting the Red Sox team total here yeah, again just about to, to hedge, that. Yeah. just to hedge against uh, a bullpen implosion there because I don't trust Boston's relievers at all over eight and a half I'll probably do a small play and I'll, I'll keep an eye on the Red Sox team total as well I like that all right let's move on oh look out uh-oh you think you're safe over there on deck, but you're really not. We've got a whole bunch of other games we want to talk about. Like I mentioned, three double headers today, including White Sox Royals. Game one is Dylan Cease, who's just been a strikeout machine this season, going against the Royals and Jonathan Heasley, who has made, I think, three or four spot starts over the, the course of the last two years, coming up and being the 27th man for the Royals on the double header today. It's a real UC value in this game. I laid the juice with the White Sox. Cy Young seats. Um, have preseason futures on him. AL Cy Young, strikeout leader. Those are both in pretty good shape. I don't know if the market is caught up to how good this guy is yet. Expected indicators in the low twos, throwing wiffle balls out there. Easily not a guy I'm high in at all. So I could see in terms of an expected ERA differential, two and a half, three runs between these starting pitchers. It's pretty dramatic and pretty wide in my projections. I made their full game line minus one, minus 200 actually on the nose, minus 253 for the first five. So I'd set the price targets at minus 230 for the first five innings, minus 183 for the full game. Go ahead and lay the juice. Really interesting matchup here. See, his, his strikeout props actually just came out, right, as we were recording. Six and a half today. Uh, the Royals, for all of their offensive troubles, are still one of the tougher teams in the league to strike out. Um, Action Labs actually recommends the under on the six and a half, which you can get at plus 110. I don't know. This is probably a stay away spot for me. I don't know enough about Heasley. That's like the, the, the spot starters, unless you know a lot about them kind of make me nervous to wager on, but obviously, you know, for all the white Sox struggles so far this year, Cease has been kind of their rock. So I get it. Another really interesting matchup today is Mariners Blue Jays. Logan Gilbert, stud rookie for Seattle, going against Jose Burrios of Toronto. Zarilla, what do you like in this one? On the Mariners is a dog in both halves. First five down to 112, full game down to plus 123. That full game line wasn't there last night. It is there this morning in terms of being a value number. I don't know what's going on with Berrios. His strikeout rate was down last year. It's continued into this year. Velocity is held stable. Pitch mix is held stable. We've seen Toronto have success bringing other pitchers over and getting the most out of them. 
and he seems to be going the other direction. Um, I mean, his expected ERA this year is 7.37. That's probably not going to hold. Expected FIP is 4.8. That's probably closer to where I would use a projection on him. I lowered that expected ERA to around five in my projections, closer to that FIP number. And even still, I show value on the Mariners here. Normally, I would factor in that whole 7.37 for a pitcher, especially on a lesser team. I expect Barrios to eventually come back to earth a little bit, but I can't really put my finger on what's ailing him at this point. The fact, though, that that strikeout rate was down last year and has carried over into another season leads me to believe that I'm okay using that lesser projection on him. It's not just a blip on the radar. Something's definitely off. Yeah, a couple of these Blue Jays starters have been infuriating to wager on. Barrios and uh, Kikuchi, both. It's it's like you just don't know what you're going to get from them on a start-to-start basis. But I'm a huge Logan Gilbert believer. He's been fantastic so far this season. His walks are up a little bit from his debut last year but he's still striking out batters he's only allowed three homers so far in 38 innings I'm going to be on the Mariners as well today I was kind of hoping to get them a little bit higher considering they're on the road against a team like Toronto but I love Gilbert and and Berrios is is a fade for me as well right now until we can figure out what the hell's going on with him I do like Gilbert as well the the two guys in that rotation I'm willing to bet on are Gilbert and George Kirby at this point the other three are pure fades for me Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's move on. Nationals Marlins played a wild game last night. You saw that that bases loaded error scoring three runs for the Marlins. The Nationals, I mean, everyone, we, we talked and talked and talked about the Reds and their plight. The Nationals are right down there with them. Nationals Marlins, hold your nose, Zarilla. What, what are you doing with this game? I laid the juice here on the Marlins. Uh, Cody Poteet's been okay this year. It's more of a Joan O'Don fade. I'm not even sure to pronounce that. If pronounce that cor- incorrectly or not, I apologize. 693 expected ERA this year, 23 walks and 32 innings pitch. This guy's so much trouble finding the zone. I made the Marlins around minus 200 for the first five, minus 170 for the full game, or I should say that's where I would put their price targets for those first five and full inning splits. So yeah, lay the juice with the Marlins here. Adon is one of the lesser starting pitchers in the major leagues. Don't want to be too mean to the guy, but. I've definitely made some money betting against them so far. Yeah. Uh, Adon has been eternally fadeable. This is another spot where I'll probably look to target a team total with Miami because a team with an offense that uh, kind of middling, generally you can get a pretty low number. I haven't, I haven't seen it out there just yet, but I like the Marlins here as well. I don't know if I'm going to pay the juice with you, but I'm going to, I'm probably going to, I'm going to find a way to target Miami tonight. I know, uh, our colleague Jules Posner had them on the run line last night. That cashed easy just because the Nationals are, they're just one of the two or three worst teams in baseball this year, which is crazy to say just three years after a World Series. Aside from uh, Soto, I mean, what are the upsides? They're bad defensively, bad bullpen, bad start pitching. Like there's, there's very little to get excited about there. There's other bad teams who at least have one ace pitcher. Maybe Strasburg comes back and does something. But yeah, there's not a lot of positivity to hold on to in Washington and Davey Martinez looks like he wants to pull his remaining hair out. Yadiel Hernandez has been just fine for my fantasy team. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, Moving on, NL West, moving from the NL East to the NL West, San Francisco Giants against the Colorado Rockies. We've got Alex Cobb and Chad Cool, who has been pretty cool for the Rockies so far this season. I've enjoyed betting on him. Are you betting on him today, Sean? 
So I actually bet on the Giants here in the first five innings. Cobb has been phenomenal. I don't know what the Giants are doing in terms of rejuvenating pitchers, but his fastball velocity is up two miles an hour than his career high. I don't know how that happens. Maybe it's a mechanical issue that they were able to work out. Dealt with a ton of injuries throughout his career, but 141 expected ERA so far for Cobb. Throwing his changeup 45% of the time, that's something I've noticed with the Giants. They will take your best pitch and make you throw it half the time, something they're doing with Jacob Junis as well. Definitely like that strategy. Uh, I said I'd lay the Giants up to minus 170 in the first five innings, but I actually prefer the unders here, under 11 at plus money, under six at plus money, bet under 11 and a half and under six and a half last night. Still like them at their current numbers. Wind blowing in, I believe, which definitely helps, but both of these pitchers have pitched better than what their expectations were coming into the year. Market maybe hasn't caught up with either of them. Totals have been flying over a course lately, so I would definitely target that first five under as opposed to the full game under so you don't get the complete bullpen blow up. But like the unders here in this matchup, I think unders are certainly due to cash, of course. Man, when you started talking, I thought for once we were going to disagree today, but that that's exactly where I'm going in this matchup. Uh, under First five under specifically, um, as long as you can get it at six, six and a half would have been ideal, but six is, is still fine. Um, I'm a believer in cool his, his run suppression. I love the Rockies at home. I'm definitely not going to be betting the giants. So that's where we, I guess, defer a little bit because uh, the Rockies are still just as good at home this year as they were last year. Um, but yeah, between Cobb and cool, I think unders are the play here and, and to avoid the bullpens and any late inning shenanigans, I think first five under six is the way to go. This Rockies home road thing is probably the toughest thing for me to project consistently. Like I, you know, I can't alter their projections too dramatically Homer road, but you've seen a guy like Trevor, Trevor story struggle after leaving Coors field. Nolan Arenado last year struggled a bit after leaving Coors. He's come, come back to what you would expect this year. But yeah, I mean, the Rockies just play way better at home. It's really tough to put a finger on, but maybe it's some sort of home field advantage that they have, you know, being used to the environment there. It's, it's a bit weird though. And it's difficult to project. Last game we're finding value on from today's whopping 18-game slate. We've got to get there, Sean, because it's it's you're and my team. I think we need to get hats or T-shirts or something. The Arizona Diamondbacks, game two of their doubleheader with the Los Angeles Dodgers, sending one of our favorite pitchers, Merrill Kelly, to the mound against Tyler Anderson. I think I can guess where you're going with this one. Well, I want to bet on Brent Strom to win coach of the year. I don't know. I don't know how we can do that. If somebody will offer me odds on, on assistant coach of the year, but Brent Strom, everything he's done for these Diamondbacks pitchers is tremendous because they all seem to be overperforming. Diamondbacks, probably my favorite money line target of the day. Got them over plus 200 for the full game. Like that down all the way to plus 166. First five numbers, a bit less inflated uh, bet at a plus 180 like that down to plus 168 i also bet their plus one and a half runs i like that up to minus 118 merrill kelly has been a revelation and tyler anderson keeps getting lined like he's some ace pitcher i mean his expected array this year is around 3.7 but kelly has been better it's very hard to make these make an adjustment where you view anderson as a better pitcher than kelly thus far into the season so putting them at equivalent levels i still like the diamondbacks quite a bit here I could actually get the Diamondbacks as low as plus 140, plus 135 on a projection. This is a great spot to back back them, especially in the second game of a doubleheader, assuming the Dodgers end up using a lot of relievers. Behind what I'm assuming will be, uh, is it Pepio, PPO? I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I'm assuming he's going to start game one and they may end up using more of that bullpen. So 
Diamondbacks in game two, definitely one of my favorite plays of the day. Love it. I'm still reeling from our, our the first five under between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks last night, that horrendous misplay in center field on the Mookie Betts line drive. But I'm going back to the well with my snakes tonight. Merrill Kelly all day, first five and full game. I will 100% be betting behind Merrill Kelly. Snakes slither together. <laughs> Before we wrap up, as we always do, it's time for our best bets. Are you going to place a bet or what? They never quit. It's unbelievable. It's kind of the game within the game here. Now, I wasn't here last week, but it sounds like you guys had an all right week without me, Sean. Two and one on Friday. We're 14, 15, and three overall. We mentioned recently we need to look at our uh, our return on interest here, what our actual units play is here. We're going to get that information to you real soon. But with all the underdogs that we're playing, I, I'm I'm certain this is a plus unit 14, 15, and 3 record. Today we've got 18 games to choose from. As I mentioned, Sean, where are you going? Yeah, that Rockies first five under six at plus money. I like that up to minus 105 projected that around 5.75. I actually could have made it even lower, but I ended up raising the run environment on course field back to previous levels now that it's warming up. And then the Diamondbacks game two plus one and a half runs. I want to give out something closer to an even money play. I like that up to minus 118. You can bet the money line as well. You can bet the first five money line too, but in terms of best bets, we're going to bet the plus one and a half runs because the Dodgers seem to pull out every game late lately and just crush all of my hopes and dreams. They've swung three bets against me in the ninth inning in recent days. So absolutely love betting against the Dodgers, and we're going to do it again here. One of my best bets as well is Diamondbacks, so I won't dwell too much on that, but I will say that my specific best bet on that game is Diamondbacks' first five for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, avoiding bullpens and avoiding the Dodgers. Late inning heroics. I like Kelly and the Diamondbacks through the first five innings. My other best bet's a game we haven't actually talked about yet today. Twins Athletics. I bet the over last night and the pitching on both sides were inexplicably good with Chris Archer on the mound. I'm going back to the well with another over tonight. Over seven on Twins Athletics. Dylan Bundy is a pitcher that I love to fade and I'm going to continue to do so. We've seen him turn back into a pumpkin. I see no reason that's going to change tonight. James Caprillion for Oakland has nearly as many walks as strikeouts, and the Twins are top 10 in walk rate. I think they hit him pretty well. So Twins A's over seven. I would play that to seven and a half. Yeah, I like that too. I projected that at 7.7. It's a bet I'm going to add. I didn't dive into totals as early yet today because we were prepping for the pod, and I wanted to make sure I was well prepared for this. But 7.7 my projection. I also like it up to seven and a half at about even money. Definitely going to bet it at the key number of seven. The Okanese are just very frustrating. They never seem to drive in runs, but maybe tonight is when we finally get some. All right, there you have it. 18 games, a whole bunch of bets for your betting pleasure here on this Tuesday. For Sean Zarillo, I'm Colin Witchard. This has been Payoff Pitch. Thanks a lot for listening. Good luck, and we'll talk to you next time. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.